Hi, I'm David Benedetto, and today we have Richard Campanella, geographer and author for the Tulane School of Architecture, in the studio to answer some questions for us for our segment, Talking New Orleans. So next question we have, we talked last time about the abandoned roadway in the French Quarter. I want to ask you where that roadway eventually went. Well, um, you have to realize that the original Moses Plan of 1946 um, – was kind of revisioned and expanded locally by state and local officials by the early 60s to be something a little bit different from what Moses originally had in mind. He had in mind the what he called the Waterfront Expressway, and he had in mind that traffic would also be going down what was formerly North Claiborne Avenue. The modifications in the 1960s made this 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 double route, the Claiborne Expressway, and then the Riverfront Expressway. So it wasn't one or the other. It was both. One got defeated and the other did not get defeated. Okay, And a lot of people mistell the story. They think that it was supposed to go down the riverfront. That got defeated and it ended up on Claiborne. But the original plan was for both to be in place. So with the cancellation in 1969 of the Riverfront Expressway, the the main uh, and only way that I-10 would come into town would be the Claiborne Expressway. And it was exactly 50 years ago, it was the early months of 1966, when uh, woodcutters uh, appeared on North Claiborne Avenue. You talk to some old timers there, uh, many of them will say they just showed up one day that they hadn't had uh, neighborhood meetings and that sort of thing and started cutting down the famous live oaks of, um, of of North Claiborne Avenue. You look at old photos and talk to old folks about what those oaks look like and this wasn't just an ordinary, uh, beautiful, neutral ground with, with some trees. Th- this was almost an urban forest. It was absolutely spectacular. Um, and so uh, the loss of those trees um, was uh, really, really kind of set the stage um, for many other factors to happen that that led to massive divestment in Treme. Um, uh, it was about two years later, uh, 67, 68, that the piles were driven uh, for the Claiborne Expressway. And keep in mind, at this time, it was the full expectation of the city and many other uh, advocates for the city that the Claiborne would still be, I'm sorry, the Riverfront Expressway would still be built. So after the cancellation in 69, the Claiborne became uh, the, the, the main route. Uh, and here we are uh, 40 odd years later, and the conversation in the past couple of years has been about the increase in cost of maintaining the Claiborne Expressway. This is a disruption to the neighborhood and possibly taking it down. And very interestingly, uh, some of the skepticism about taking it down comes from the people who live right by it, who worried that the the removal of what many people perceive to be an urban nuisance would have the unintended consequence of um, accelerating gentrification. Interesting. Well, thank you, Richard. Uh, That was Richard Campanella, geographer and author for the Tulane School of Architecture. This is Talking New Orleans. (laughs) 